Thank you for listening to the Cultivate Church audio podcast. We hope you are encouraged, inspired, and motivated. Now here's today's message. Good morning, Cultivate. I am so glad to be back here with you guys. In fact, I'm glad to be anywhere. Amen today. And, uh, and I'm just excited. I'm one of the overseers here at Cultivate, and, and I get the honor and privilege of pastoring your pastors. And I tell you, during this pandemic, the world shutting down, I think the lead team here has done an incredible job to continue to minister to you and minister to the community. Can we give the lead team a great big hand? Can we do that? Amen. Amen. And uh, since I was with you last, I'm more of a man than I was last summer when I was here. Because my corona calories have turned into pandemic pounds. And I thought, you know, when everything opened up, I'd shed those pounds. What I wasn't counting on was when everything opened up, so did all my favorite restaurants I'd been missing. So I've been catching up on what I thought I missed. And uh, see, last year when I was here with you, uh, I was in the middle of preparing for my very first uh, 5K, my very, very first. Uh, and I, I was looking forward to it, working. Uh, I'm, I was 59 years old. I'd never ran a 5K before. Uh, I had never run really at all, maybe once or twice in my whole life in a gym. And uh, so I, I was in the middle of it. I started last February and worked my way up. It was a long, arduous process of, uh, of refusing to quit, though I wanted to quit many, many mornings at 5.30 and uh, my body would be hurting and I'd be telling my body you're not hurting and my body would remind me it knew more than I did. And in fact, I, I did run that 5K in October and, uh, and did it 3.2 miles in 29.38 seconds. In fact, I came first place in my division. First place in my division. Very first 5K and I came in first place. Of course, I was the only one in my division. <laughs> but still first place is first place. It would have been bad to come in last place and you'd be the only one in your division, all right? Yeah, and, and you know, I learned a lot about myself though as I prepared for that. Um, I'd have to talk to myself. I'd have to remind myself that I couldn't quit. And, and, and about halfway through the year, I started posting on social media that I was preparing for it and I'd put my time and then I couldn't quit and there'd be mornings I'd wanna quit. Well, who cares? Probably nobody's even seen it on social media. And, and then I'd, I'd just think about uh, my grandkids and my kids and, and then it kind of, the more I went on, just became a spiritual journey. It was more than about a, a, a physical uh, 5K race. It was more about my relationship with God and the mission that I was on in this life, the race God had called me to. In fact, it was one of those mornings when God reminded me of a verse of scripture. It's found in Romans chapter 12. I wanna share it with you. It says this, don't burn out. Keep yourselves fueled and aflame. Be alert, servants of the master, cheerfully expectant. Then it says, don't quit in hard times. Will you say that line out loud with me, everybody? Don't quit in hard times. Pray the harder. You know, you know we're in some hard times right now. And take the pandemic and the pandemonium of our nation away right now. And, and 
you may have already been in hard times. You may be in hard times in your finances, your relationships, or, or just in your own personal life. You may be in some hard times. But I believe, I believe that's the message that God wants you to hear today is don't quit in hard times. Just don't quit. I know you're tempted to. I know you feel like you want to, but don't quit. In fact, I read the story of about a woman named Florence Chadwick. In the 1950s, she was a professional open water swimmer. And in 1952, she decided she was going to leave the California coastline and swim 26 miles to the Catalina Islands. So on that morning, she gets into the water. She has these little rowboats around her. They're keeping sharks away and making sure she's okay. About 15 hours into the swim, a heavy, heavy, heavy fog sets in over the entire water and she can't see anything around her. She can't see anything in front of her. She loses all sight uh, of the islands that she was aiming at. And, and she begins to tell her mother, my body's wearing out. I'm hurting. I'm exhausted. I don't think I'm going to make it. Her mother was trying to encourage her from one of those robot, rowboats. But about another hour in, 16 hours in, she just gives up and gets into the boat. And when she gets into the boat, just a few minutes after she's in the boat, they tell her, you had already swam 25 miles. You only needed one mile to go. You see, you see, she lost focus because of the fog. And I want to say, I really believe I'm here today because, because people are losing focus. The fog of life is set in, the, the fog of pandemics and COVID-19 and all the confusion and chaos going on in our nation, that, that when we lose focus, we get distracted, we wear out, we get anxious, we get depressed, we get discouraged. And I believe God really actually set this day up for me just to step in and say, don't quit. Don't lose focus on the race and the mission that God has you on. In fact, in Hebrews chapter three, the Bible goes on to say this. It says, so all of you who are holy partners in a heavenly calling, let's turn our attention to Jesus, the emissary of God and high priest who brought us the faith that we possess and compare him to Moses who brought words from God also. Both of them were faithful to their mission. Both of them were faithful to their mission. In other words, God is saying when you're losing focus and the fog of life is saying him, focus on Jesus and remember him. He stayed faithful to the mission that God gave him. He stayed faithful to the call of God on his life. In other words, God is saying don't quit, but instead I want you to stay faithful. That word faithful, this is what it means. Stay consistent, stay reliable, stay dependable, stay steadfast, stay trustworthy. In a world right now that is a faithless world saying just walk away, do whatever you want, do whatever makes you happy, do whatever is easy and comfortable for you. In, in a culture now we're calling the cancel culture when everybody's canceling out relationships and canceling out life, God is stepping in and saying, no, don't walk out, don't give up, don't give in. I want you to stay steadfast. I want you to remain faithful. Don't quit. Faithfulness, faithfulness is the quality of being faithful, just staying with it. In fact, I wanna just share two or three things. It's on your outline, either on your digital outline or the one you have in your hand. And the first one is this right here. And I love it, it says, God is looking for faithful people. 
In 2 Chronicles chapter 16, verse 9, this is what God says. He says, the eyes of the Lord go around looking in all the earth for people who are faithful to him so that he can make them strong. Listen to me, everybody. God is not abstract. God is not on another planet in heaven unaware of what we're going through. God is not checked out on us. No, God is very aware of who we are and where we are and what we're in the middle of. And the Bible says that he is physically, literally, actively looking throughout the earth, looking for people who just won't quit, who will hang in there and stay with with it and remain faithful. And if we're reliable and dependable, listen what he says. I know it's getting weary. I know the fog is setting in. I know everything is screaming. Walk away, give up, let go of it. But he says, if you'll remain faithful, I'll step in and I'll give you supernatural strength. I'll empower you to finish what I've called you to do. In other words, I'm looking for people I can use because see, God needs people to show the love of God. God needs people who won't give up in a time when everybody else is giving out. And God said, if you'll remain faithful, I'll use you. I don't know about you, but it makes me kind of feel this way. Since I started putting this message together, I just stop every morning in my prayer time and I just say, hey God, if you're looking, I want your eyes to look right here. I want you to find me. I want you to choose me. I want you to use me and I can't do it on my own but you promised me you'd give me the strength. The second thing is this, that faithful people are hard to find. They're, they're rarer than you might think in this culture that we live in. Proverbs chapter 20 says it like this. Everyone talks about how loyal and faithful he is, but just try to find someone who really is. See, a lot of people can talk the talk, but they don't walk the walk. Maybe, maybe you've had people like that in your life that said, oh, I'm here, man, I'll be with you. You can count on me. And the first time of trouble, first time it got a little hard, maybe they checked out on you and walked away from you. But here's what God is saying to you and I on July the 5th, 2020, in the middle of a pandemic, uncertainty and chaos. God is saying, I don't want you to talk about it, I want you to walk it out. In other words, if you're gonna talk about it, walk out what you talk about. Walk out faithfulness with your family. Walk out faithfulness with your finances. Walk out faithfulness to the body of Christ and the kingdom of God. You are on a mission. You have a heavenly calling. It's not just about what's comfortable. It's about what's eternal. And God says, don't quit. I want you to stay faithful. The third thing it says on your outline is faithfulness is the key to blessing. I want you to understand this. Faithfulness is the key to blessing. In other words, Proverbs 28 says it like this. A faithful person will be richly blessed. A faithful person will be richly blessed. And let me tell you this. Faithfulness is the key to God's blessing in your life and in my life. Faithfulness is the key to God's favor on your relationships, on your job. Listen, faithfulness is the key to God's victory and success in your life. If you just don't quit, if you just don't quit, if you'll remain faithful, you'll find that God will remain faithful to you. And God will 
bless you in some of the worst seasons of your life. Just be faithful men. Just be a faithful woman. I learned this from my mother. My mother's 91 years old, still lives by herself, still drives her own automobile, still handles all of her own finances. And she's been serving God for 67 years. I'm just 60 all of my life. Every day of my life when I was growing up as a child, I would see my mother go in a room, close the door, lock the door. I'd hear my mother pray. I'd see my mother reading the Bible. She still does that today. Now, I don't live with her, but I know because I talk to my mother every day. And when I'm talking to her, she'll tell me something she read in the Bible or something she believes God spoke to her about. She's just been faithful. She goes to church every Sunday morning. She's one of the, one of the greeters in her church in Sneed, Alabama. When they having church on Wednesday night. She went every Wednesday night. She's involved in three small groups every week. In fact, even during the pandemic, she kept her three small groups going all during the pandemic. In January, she went to her pastor and she said, we need a food and clothes closet in our church so we can minister to our community. I'll open it if you'll give me a room to open it in. 91 years old. That's how she lived a life of faithfulness. And God has been a blessing on her life. In fact, in, it was 1972. Uh, my dad worked for International Paper Company. And he quit International Paper Company to become a pastor and go full-time in the ministry. And my dad did that, never, never knowing anything about retirements and all that. My dad did that for 25 years. In 1997, my dad died and went to heaven to be with the Lord. Left my mom, uh, a widow, uh, just on a single uh, social security check income. And my mom has six kids. I'm the youngest of the six. And we kind of watch out for mom, but she's, she, she just tells, she'd say, God's gonna bless me. I watched my mom stay faithful with her finances. She tithes, she'd give to God, she'd support missionaries. And I mean, every time we'd give her a little extra money, she'd give it away. We'd say, mom, she'd buy all of us a present. We'd say, mom, we, we can buy ourselves a present. You, you keep the money, but she's just a giver, staying faithful to God. 2007, now I want you to think about this, 2007, uh, my dad now had been dead about uh, 35 years. My mom comes to me and, I mean, he had been retired 35 years, dead 10 years. My mom comes to me one week and she says, son, she said, I've been reading about first fruits in the Bible. And she said, I wanna give God a first fruit offering. And she said, I don't know how to divide it up. She said, I just get one check a month. I said, well, mom, what do you wanna give God? She said, well, I wanna give about a week's worth of my income. I said, okay, mom, here's what it'll be. And I added it up for her and she gave it and just stayed faithful and con continued to tithe and serve and work and minister in the church. She always has. And in April of 2007, she got a letter in the mail from International Paper Company. It'd been 35 years since my dad left there, 10 years since my dad died. And it's, it had a phone number for us to call them. When we called them, they said, we'd been looking for Mr. Powell for about 32 years. Said, but about eight years ago, we discovered that he was dead, so we've been looking for you for the last eight years. Your husband had a retirement when he left here in 1972. Now, because he died, we can't give you the lump sum, 
but we can give you a check every month for the rest of your life. That's been 13 years. I don't think they thought she had lived this long and they're still giving out my dad's retirement. Come on, somebody. Because God said faithfulness is the key to blessing in your life. In fact, in fact, let me tell you what happened just recently. I told my mom I'd tell this. Back in May, my mom come to me and said, son, said, my landlord, she'd been... Uh, paying her rent to the same guy for 15 years, said, my landlord lost my rent check and said, Miss Powell, I don't know how I did it. Uh, you're the only one, but I cannot find your rent check anywhere and I need you to write me out another rent check. When my mother said, you know, can I do that? What, what if somebody finds the first? I said, it'll be all right, mom. And so my mom goes and looks in her checkbook and she said, son, I realized I did not write my rent that much. I started getting worried. I thought, okay, this is the beginning where I'm gonna have to take over finances, you know, and all of that. And, and she said, son, what happened was at the end of April, all six kids gave my mother some money for Mother's Day. And then she said, I got my regular check. And she said, son, on April the 28th, I got that stimulus check. She said, I got all of that money and I started getting excited writing. She, she wrote a different check to the church for every check and every amount of money she got. She said, I got so excited. I've never gotten to write that many checks before. 91 years old. She said, I got so excited giving money to God that I forgot to make out my rent check. Come on, somebody. That's what it means to stay faithful in a faithless world. And I tell you what, God needs you to be faithful now more than ever. The body of Christ needs you to be faithful. Your family needs you to be faithful. Your children and your grandchildren need you to hang in there and don't give out and don't give up. We need you to, to stay faithful to the gifts and the callings and the mission of God for your life. Stay faithful giving to the kingdom of God. Stay faithful serving in the kingdom of God. In fact, this is the way I felt I ought to say it to you this morning. We need you to stick in here like a hair in a biscuit. Come on, somebody. You won't want lunches fast now, will you? You'll be checking them biscuits out. Stay faithful. I want to give you three more things on your outline that I believe God wants you to know about faithfulness today. The first one is this, is that, that God uses little things to know our faithfulness. It's, it's not being big, faithful in the big things. It's not being faithful when the camera's there to post something on Instagram. God says, I look at the little things in your life, the little ways you're faithful to your family, faithful with your finances, faithful to the call of God on your life. Jesus said it like this in Luke chapter 16. He said, if you'll be faithful in little things, you'll be faithful in large ones. It's the little things. Back last year, I shared this story with you when I was preparing for my 5K run. Uh, God started dealing with me about doing unto others as I would like them to do to me, even if they never did it. And, and the way he dealt with it was, he, I hate to go in a dirty bathroom. And I would, I'd walk in the bathroom at the park there in Sneed and I'd, I just wouldn't even want to use the bathroom. So God said, well, if you don't like dirty bathrooms, you ought to clean it where the next guy don't have to walk into it. And it was a journey for me. Out of that, I did learn to do that. Out of that, 
One day I got frustrated when I went into a public restroom and the sink was all filled with water and soap and tore off paper towel and it just felt nasty. And God said, well, Frankie, if you don't like to walk in a bathroom like that, I don't want you to ever leave another bathroom like that for somebody else. So every time I go up to the sink in a public restroom now, I have to tear off eight or 10 paper towels, wipe it all down, wash my hands, and then wipe it all off again where the next person don't have to feel any dirt or slime or water on the sink. Nobody ever sees it. Sometimes people will be in there, they think I work for the organization, I'm cleaning the bathroom. Nobody would ever know if I didn't tell you. When everything shut down March the 19th for me, this is what I do every week of my life, 52 weeks out of the year, unless I'm on vacation. I travel, I encourage churches, I encourage pastors. Well, when the churches started shutting down, I thought, what am I gonna do, God? I'm not a pastor of a local church. What am I gonna do, sit in my house and do nothing? When the pastors started calling me, to my amazement, they didn't call and cancel me. They said, we know you can't come and we can't have in person, but can you video us a sermon and send it to us where we can show it on live stream? In fact, every Sunday the church was shut down. I never missed a Sunday preaching a live stream service. In fact, there were a lot of weeks I preached two sermons a couple of weeks, I preached three different churches. One week, I preached at four different churches on the same Sunday morning. I sat at home watching all of them on my iPad and my laptop and sharing them where everybody could hear me and see me preaching those sermons. God stayed faithful to me. In fact, one morning I was praying. It was so amazing to me how God was just blessing me in a pandemic. When, when churches weren't even meeting, I was staying more busier than I had been the whole year before. I was just thanking God, saying, God, you're so faithful. I don't deserve this. And I was just kind of, what is it, God? What were you doing? And you know, God just reminded me in that, in that way that he does. He just reminded me. He said, Frankie, I, I see you cleaning those bathrooms. Nobody else may see it, but I see it. And I, I knew if I could trust you to do that, I could trust you to encourage churches in one of the worst seasons that the world has ever been in. See, God uses little things to know your faithfulness so he can open up bigger things for you. The second thing is that God uses your gifts to show your faithfulness. See, everybody in this room has a gift. Look what 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 10 says. It says, each of you has received a gift in order to serve others. You should use it faithfully. Listen to me, there's not an accident or a mistake in this room. And life on purpose is more than a slogan here at Cultivate Church. Everyone in this room was created by God, uniquely designed with gifts and personalities unlike anybody else. You are an original. You can't compare yourself to what everybody else is doing during this pandemic. You, you can't look at somebody else and judge what you're to do. No, God wants you to be you. And he wants you to serve him. He gave you gifts. He's got a call on your life. You have a mission to finish and he's saying don't quit stay faithful and you can't serve God or finish your mission without serving people and you don't just serve people on Sunday or on serve day on the 25th you serve people every day of your life it doesn't matter what everybody else does you don't go home and hide and become selfish no you put your life out there and you let it be used by God there's a way that God can use you in your sphere of influence with your people 
but maybe your family, maybe your neighbors, maybe the people you work with on your job. But God says, listen, I've given you gifts and I want you to show your faithfulness with the gifts that I'm giving. Do you realize if you don't use your gifts, you're gonna cheat the rest of us. That something that God planned to happen won't happen if you don't use your gift. You are the answer to somebody's prayer today. You are the solution to somebody's problem that they're struggling with. God created you and designed you to meet that need. So God wants you to stay faithful with the gifts and the call of God on your life. The third and final thing on your outline is this, that God uses tough times to grow our faithfulness. Anybody can be faithful when everything's easy. Anybody can be faithful when everything's going your way. But God grows our faithfulness when everything is against us, when everything is screaming, give up, quit. When the fog sets in and we've lost focus, God says, I want you to remain faithful. Let, let, me, let me just remind you of something. You, you may have forgotten this, but listen, guys. I mean, Corona's not the first. In fact, let's just go over the last 20 years, just the last 20 years. We started with Y2K. Does anybody remember Y2K? Huh? Or what about 9-11, Al-Qaeda, ISIS? Well, what about the stock market crash of 2008 or the Mayan calendar where the world was supposed to end in 2012? Or what about anthrax or SARS or bird flu or swine flu or Walt Disney measles? Come on, everybody. But it didn't stop the body of Christ. It don't stop the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. God uses tough times to grow our faithfulness. In fact, the reason I started out to run that 5K last year in February and I actually made it in October was because the October before in 2018, my four year old grandson went to a fun run with his dad where there was an adult 5K and a one mile for the kids. Put that picture up if you will. And when he got there, my son said, Dad Braxton, my grandson said, Dad, I don't wanna run with the kids, I wanna run with you. So James thought, well, I'll run with him as far as he wants to run. I, I wasn't there, but they were taking pictures. And somebody said they'd hand my grandson a little cup of water and my grandson would drink it like this and throw it down like he was. He never quit jogging and never walked. He got to two and a half miles and he looked up at his dad and he said, Dad, my legs are hurting. I don't think I can make it. In fact, Dad, Dad, my legs are, are hurting so bad. And my son said, said I, I, I started to just sweep him up in my arms and say, Braxton, you made it two and a half miles. I'm so proud of you, son. I'm so proud of you. He said, and then all of a sudden I remembered, Dad, that saying you said my whole life. You know the one I hated so much when I was growing up? Winners never quit and quitters never win. And he said, I looked down at Braxton. I said, Braxton, winners never quit and quitters never win. And I know it's tough, but dad will run the rest of the way if you, need to, if you need to walk, but just don't quit, son. You're almost there. If you, if you quit now, you'll regret it. He said, dad, Braxton, never slow down. He said, okay, dad, just stay with me, stay with me. I got right close to the finish line. My son stepped out in front to put his hand where my grandson could give him a, a five. He said, but 
Dad, instead of slapping my hand, Braxton grabbed my hand and this is what he did. He jumped up in my arms and he said, thank you, Dad, for helping me make it. Now, let me tell you something. I tell you that story because that four-year-old boy inspired me. But here's what happened to me. When I started running and preparing for that 5K, God began to speak to me about my mission in life. He said, Frankie, you're fixing to turn 60. I want you to be strong. I got a lot for you to do. I, 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 I want you to learn it's more than just a physical race that I'm dealing with you in your life. There's coming a day, Frankie, when you're gonna breathe your last breath. Life is gonna be over. The call of God on your life, the mission I've set for you, the race I have for you to run is gonna come to an end. You don't wanna regret it. And I wanna tell you something, son, on the other side of that finish line, I'm gonna be waiting, your heavenly father. And I'm gonna pick you up in my arms and you're gonna hear this, son. Well done, good and faithful servant. Well done. I wanna, I wanna take you to one last scripture. It's about Jesus and it's about you running your race and why I believe I'm standing here today in the midst of the fog that may have made you lose focus. It's not about a church. It's not about people. It's about eternity. Hebrews chapter 12 says this. All these many people who have had faith in God are around us like a cloud. Let us put everything out of our lives that keeps us from doing what we should. Let us keep running the race that God has planned for us. Let us keep looking to Jesus. Our faith comes from him and he's the one who makes it perfect. Watch this now, watch this. He did not give up when he had to suffer shame and die on a cross. He knew of the joy that would be his later. Now he's sitting at the right side of God. He didn't give up when things got tough. And aren't you glad he didn't? We wouldn't be sitting here today. But because Jesus didn't give up, he died on the cross. Not for his sins, but for mine and for yours. And he paid the price so that our past could be forgiven, so that, so that we could be rescued, saved, forgiven so, so that we could know we have a creator and that we were created on purpose. He rose again from the dead so that the strength and power and spirit of God could live inside of us so that we could run the race God prepared for us. I don't know where you are today, what you're going through, what the fog of life has done to you. But today I'm here to, to make the finish line clear again. Heaven's coming for you one day. This life's gonna end. Your time's gonna be up. Your gifts will be over then. But God says to you, if you won't quit, if you'll stay faithful, he'll meet you at the finish line and say, well done, good and faithful servant. I want you to bow your heads with me this morning, if you will, all over this room. Just close your eyes right where you are. I, I realize today that some of you may have never started the race. Some of you in this room may not even know it was a race, don't even know you have a purpose. You really don't even fully know why you're here, but in this moment, something said, get up, go to Cultivate Church today. 
I want you to know Jesus died for you. Jesus loved you. He stayed faithful. He didn't quit so that you could be saved. So that you could discover that life is on purpose, that God created you and he has a plan to start using you today. And you can make that decision. You can receive that strength that he said, I'm looking for you today. God's God's looking for you today. Just start right here and be faithful to what he's done for you. He was faithful to die for you. Now he wants you to be faithful to live for him. If today you realize, you know, I've been arrogant and proud and stubborn and rebellious and I'm just a sinner. I need a savior. I I need to discover what my life is about. There's a place on that little connect card, whether it's digital or whether it's in your hand, to just say, I'm committing my life to Jesus today. And you do it so simply. Simply, you just say, Jesus, I believe you died for me. I'm the one you died for. I'm the sinner. And if you're looking, God, here I am right now. Today, I ask you to forgive me. Today, I ask you to give me that strength. Today, I ask you, help me discover my purpose where I can run my race for you. I promise you this, you won't regret it. And he'll be waiting for you at the finish line. And if you're here today and you are on the race, but life has been hard, the fog has set in and you've been ready to walk out, maybe on your family, maybe on church, Thanks so much for being a part of Church Online today. If you made a decision to give your heart or your life to Jesus, we would love to hear from you. Send us an email at info at cultivatechurch.tv or click the link there in the comments section. We would love to be praying for you this week and even send you some information on how to take your next steps with Jesus. If you're a part of Cultivate Church and you call this place home, we, we enter into a moment of worship and giving every single week. There's three easy ways on the screen that you can participate in giving. Because of your generosity and obedience, we are making a difference together. We've been having a blast every Sunday at Cultivate Church, hanging out in worship in person, and we would love to invite you when you're comfortable to come and join us. Alabaster, 9, 10, 15, 11, 30, in Columbiana at 9 and 10, 15. We can't wait to see you soon. Have a great week.